You, in fact, had a comment you wanted to make, Richard. Well, it, it's rather moved on. I'm, I mean, I was just going to say I can't imagine why anyone should think it was an ethical problem. I can see why they might think it was a Hello, welcome back, and thank you for joining us. My name is Wayne. I'll be your host for the Periodic Effects Cannabis Business Podcast. I'm an edible business owner in the Oregon rec market, and the Periodic Effects Podcast will focus on the business and science of cannabis. We'll talk with owners, founders, CEOs, and other executives in the cannabis industry and share their stories of how they entered the industry, what their businesses are currently working on, with some successes and challenges they faced, and their insights on where they see the cannabis industry going. We upload new episodes every Monday night, and this episode is with Stephen Gold from The Daily Leaf. Daily Leaf is a kind of online marketing advertising service. They run special deals and promotions for retailers, different edible companies, concentrates, extracts, and really have a big online presence, almost kind of a marketing company hybrid, I guess you would call them. Um, but I had a really great conversation with Stephen. He's from originally from New York, moved out here to get involved in the industry, wasn't exactly sure how he was going to make that happen, started doing this as kind of a side hustle, promoting deals, doing market research for people, and sharing that on his social media. And it started to grow into the point where he goes, you know, find a partner and build a business around this. So that's exactly what he did. Um, really cool to talk to him, see that, hear that story of how he got started, where he's at, and what he's planning to do for future growth and scale that business, moving into new markets, other states possibly. Um, before we start the podcast, I wanted to plug, we have a ebook available now. Basically sat down, put some thoughts together over the past two and a half years and titled it Eight Keys, How to Launch a Successful Cannabis Edible Business. Basically pulling from my past experience of starting periodic edibles and scaling that up. Um, basically put that on paper and wanted to offer that to you guys. The ebook is free. Just sign up for our newsletter. Go to the podcast website, uh, www.periodicaffects.com, and you can find it there. With that, we'll get into the episode. So yeah, we'll just start with, um, tell listeners your name, uh, company you work with, and role with the company. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm with The Daily Leaf uh, right now, dailyleafdeals.com, soon to be on the iPhone and Android app store in about a month and a half. So uh, very easily, you'll be able to just type in The Daily Leaf and just uh, find us. But yeah, how you doing? Good. Want to give uh, listeners uh, kind of a breakdown of your the Daily Leaf value proposition and what exactly your guys' product or service is? Sure. Uh, simply, uh, Daily Leaf is kind of like Groupon for Cannabis. We help consumers find information about all the different deals, all the different unique products that are currently out in the market and drive them to different retail locations to purchase those products. Uh, it allows the consumers to actually see the flower, see the edible, see the product, see the quality of oil before taking that journey into a dispensary or maybe driving 25 minutes to a shop to buy it. Interesting. So you probably help network a lot of customers into new dispensaries. I mean, making that trip, I mean, there's a lot of options for dispensaries. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of dispensaries, <laughs> right? Around Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that when we came into the market for us, um, you know, what we were able to do is take consumers who maybe live downtown Portland and get them to drive to you know go down to northeast by the airport to go pick something up because it was that good of a deal or it was that good of a product that they knew that the dispensary had whereas usually you know dispensary will get their traffic from uh you know someone who is local they right. live around the block or they live it's your local shop um so dispensaries like that that were able to drive traffic from different parts of town to their shops um, and also, you know, it works good for times of the year going out to the coast, people from Portland driving, uh, you know, driving out on the weekends or, you know, coming up into the wintertime, going out to Hood River and things like that, um, being that the, the core basis of our following is in Portland. Um, you know, we reach to all of Oregon, but, um, you know, the, our core supporters, our, our strong followers are, you know, built here in this town. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because on the trip out to the coast, you might have... 30 retailers you pass especially if you're driving down 101 there's like 8 10 in every little city right and so to know where you want to stop um mm -hmm. you have that many options yeah i mean people like to plan ahead yeah um i was just talking with a dispensary uh manager this morning 
and we were talking about different holidays and uh you know like memorial day weekend was just uh happening and you know all retail locations and in, in regular commerce not not marijuana you know there's always deals memorial day weekend it seemed like in portland everything was dead everyone was out on the coast everyone was uh you know doing their last like uh last big big thing so um people were stocking up beforehand so whereas the deals might be on the weekend leading up for mar- for for dispensaries it seems like deals should be the wednesday thursday and then friday when you're leaving because that's when the bulk of people are going to want to buy for a holiday weekend right and they come back sunday monday the weekend's over they're kind of done so on that actual day that's interesting and so your guys's service i guess is i think of a retailer you know they've got their neighborhood that's around them and Mm -hmm. obviously they want to tap into that someone that's right next door but how do they increase traffic from people outside of that close area and you've got a couple different services like there is leafly and Mm -hmm. weed maps and they have their full menus, so you can go through, and it's every. I mean, it's a lot of items. You only have a hundred plus items on there. And are you going to pick ten retailers and go through every item, compare prices? But you guys don't list the menu, complete mm-hmm. menu of the retailer. You're saying this is the best deal, um, you know, flash sales, things that are happening like that. Yeah, and I mean, our our philosophy is that a consumer doesn't necessarily need to be bombarded with a hundred items on a menu. Um, I'm certainly not going to have an understanding of all the different flour. I'm not going to be able to, to visualize it. It's just, it's just a, a word and a, a price next to it. Um, ooh, a, you don't need to necessarily see all that information to get yourself to go buy something. What you need to do is have a few, a few items that are necessarily moderately priced, um, and allow for a consumer to say, Ooh, you know, that, that looks good today. I, I think I'm going to plan to go to that shop and check that out. And then you get them in the shop from, you know, one or two items that not even, it's like not even a mega deal, but it's just an item you have on the shelf that is priced to sell. Um, and it's going to bring them into the shop and then they're going to see everything else you have. So maybe they came in for that $5 pre-roll, um, but then they see you have, you know, a bunch of different flour and you say, okay, I'll buy that. I'll, you know, I'll buy that edible over there and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And, and if you're a regular cannabis consumer, you know, you've probably got your products that you like that you're always sticking with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like anything, you, you go to what you like and what you know, but you're always, you know, here and there in a mood to try something new and to look at a hundred plus items on a menu and go, okay, I'm trying to try something new today. It's like, well, here's a deal. That's the perfect time, perfect reason to mm-hmm. go out, you know, outside the comfort zone, try a new product, You're taking less of a risk because you get a better price on it. Exactly. And, and, you know, usually there's, there's like two types of consumers. There's mm. the person who's always looking for the deal. Like, you know, I'm always going to look for that <laughs> bottom dollar because if, you know, if you have two toilet papers and one is, you know, $3 and one's two fifty. I'll just spend 250 whatever, you know, and then you have the people who don't really care. They're going to walk into a store and they're going to buy the top shelf most likely because they're looking for that or, you know, they don't care about a deal. They don't care about price. They're, they're not even going to ask the price. They're just going to buy it. So yeah. the majority of people are on that other spectrum where I'd like to I'd like to save 50 cents. You know, I'd like to save a buck, five bucks if I could. Yeah. Why not? Um, you know, there's there's a reality tv shows built around you know the coupon bargaining and yeah. stuff like that yeah uh, so definitely the consumers are are interested in finding that information yeah weed hoarders something <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that um so let's plant the flag there and kind of back up i like sure. getting into the story of anyone entering the cannabis industry most likely unless you're on the black market side or growing you don't have past experience with cannabis. So I find it fascinating all the different angles from different professional careers or how people get into cannabis. Yeah. So let's start with, um, you know, where you grew up. Was it on the West Coast, East Coast? Was it cannabis friendly and then into college and then the real world or no college? Like, what was that path? And then let's talk about after the path, get into the idea of, you know, why the business? Why yeah. did you leave? Yeah. So, um Born and raised out on the East Coast in uh, Queens, New York, um, and you know, always had a passion for marijuana. I, I love smoking. I mean, probably when did I smoke the first time? When I was like fourteen, you know. And I just talked to me. I don't know what it was. I just liked it. Um, and throughout college, just liked it. I mean, nothing more. You know, um, just in, in, enjoyed marijuana. And uh, as I grew up, um, I was in the fashion industry for about four years prior to moving out here to Oregon. And I had accounts out here. I was coming out here seeing Nike, Adidas, uh, Pendleton um, quarterly. And I always liked the vibe of Oregon. Um, didn't necessarily, as I was growing, you know, older, I didn't like all the traveling that I was doing and I didn't like the grind of just 
head down, always on the subway, never feeling like you're making enough money in New York City. Mm. I felt like there was something else calling for me personally. Um, and I thought the vibe out here was cool. And I also saw how marijuana was starting to be more and more legal. Uh, when I moved out here, it was still medical, okay. but it was definitely more put together. There was no conversation on the East Coast at that time of what was right. going on. And, you know, I kind of thought, why not just take a jump? I wasn't necessarily happy. I had saved up a good amount of money that I could at least live for like six months. And I just took the jump. I was like, well, if I fail, if I don't, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But if I fail, I'll just move back home and I'll pick my life back up and I'll just go on. Um, and I came out here and there was no jobs really be had in marijuana besides like driving weed up from Southern Oregon or, yeah, you know, doing black market kind yeah. of things. And I wasn't trying to do that. So I was just trying to figure out what to do. And I was looking for deals all the time because mm. I was, you know, looking for those bargains because yeah. I needed that hundred dollar ounce so I can smoke. And around what time was that when you uh, made the trip out to Oregon or moved this out here? This was three years year? ago. Three years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was like the cannabis market and industry moved so quickly that just a year or two time frame like i try to picture and place myself like where that was because yeah. it's changed so drastically so i'm thinking you know you moved out thinking about okay so yeah it was ago. it was right it was it was right before everything started changing mm -hmm. uh the laws were starting to be talked about and um so I, I just started like learning a little bit more about it but you know the necessity came out of you know just like literally using leafly and using their deal section mm. and going into a shop and say oh let me let me take a look at that hundred dollar ounce and it was garbage and i had just driven driven like 25 30 minutes to come get that deal mm -hmm. so i was like well i wish there was a better way to figure this all out um so i started an instagram account and uh weed shop deals was what the instagram was kind of called and i kind of just used my graphic design skills and just started piecing things together and curating different information that i saw online mm -hmm. from different shops um aggregating it um and then i got shut down because wow. the instagram police hate marijuana and I'll hate be. pushing prices and so then i started learning about that and uh i knew i had something because i had gotten a, a good amount of followers in a short period of time it was about two weeks and i probably had like five six hundred followers oh wow in two um, weeks just and it wasn't necessarily like crunching or it was just literally yeah. just putting information out there and, and the people content. wanted it um there was nothing like it to to get that so i, I knew there was something there mm. and um i was just i just wanted to put it together and be able to to build a presence from that um and i knew it had to have different life it had to be a website it had to have a larger presence um so i met ended up meeting my partner andy um who runs a very successful website development and seo firm okay um, and he knows his way around internet and how to market and how to, how to really finesse the back end of everything. Um, and we hit it off. He's from the Bay area. I was from New York. I kind of went into his office, um, sat down. We didn't really know each other. We knew each other at, not at all. Uh, we sat down for like two hours and then I shook his hand. Um, and there, the day, it wasn't even the day of leave then, but it, then eventually two weeks later, the day of leave was born. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of were just rocking and rolling from there. That's great. Was Andy in Portland then? Yeah, Andy uh, was running, and he's been in Portland for about ten years. Okay, um, and he was running his uh, website development firm for probably five, six, seven years. Okay, so he had a successful business run in. I mean, he was doing things definitely. Yeah, and he was building sites for dispensaries at the time too. You know, working cannabis? working with like Rip City Remedies and oh, a nice. couple other people, um, people down in Arizona and all over the all over the country, um, helping these dispensaries and these pockets where medical marijuana was coming up become more searchable because you can't. I mean, you, you can't pay for advertisement in it's marijuana. Tough. Uh, you can't pay for Google AdWords. You can't take Facebook ads out. Um, so everything has to be organic. Mm. Everything has to be from the ground up. Um, and he really understands that. That's um, great. so yeah, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse that you can't use any of those paid ads. But if you're in the position like Andy was to have that background and that skill set of organic search and how to get there, it almost sets you up in a really good position because now that's the most valuable asset to have. It's the right. only access you, you can it's use. It's the only access you could use, you know? It's, it was really interesting. So it was a great match. And um, we kind of just combined skill sets and just put our heads down yeah. and started working. Yeah. What was it? Um, how did you make that contact with Andy and uh, meet him? Uh, Instagram. Okay. Uh, yeah. One of his, at the time, he had a few salespeople. Uh, one of his salespeople uh, hit me up actually saying, oh, you know, like, 
want to connect, you know? And then, so I ended up, I was like, well, sure. I'll just come out to the office. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up just connecting. Nice. Were they, do you, were they kind of looking at you as a potential client? Like, yeah. Hey, we can build a website yeah, for yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Were you at that time? So was that what, two years ago then you're out here for about six months a year and then you made that connection. Yeah. So probably, yeah, about six months into being out here. That okay. probably was cause we're coming up actually on our two year anniversary oh, nice. of being live, um, on, um, black Friday. We okay. launched two years ago on Black Friday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was that? Um, I'm always fascinated by partnerships. And, you know, I'm just building a team here with the yeah. Edible Company and how, I mean, just people working together to execute a business idea is like, I mean, it's, it's, ev- it's everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And so with a partnership like that where you are, you know, you guys are going in, I don't know, 50-50, 60-40, whatever yeah. it was. What was the conversation like with Andy when you started and what questions were you asking? What was it about him after a two hour conversation that you say, you know what, this is a guy I think this can really work and I'm going to put trust and, you know, team up with this guy. Literally blind faith. Um, yeah. Part on me. Um, I was involved in a startup, a couple starters back in New York, mm-hmm. and I um, went down a venture all by myself. Um, and I went to the round of like going to get funding and trying to like push this idea out. And my biggest critique was you're one person like why am i going to invest in you when you're paying out for this 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 like go get yourself some partners and come back and talk to me because we want to invest in the team Mm. so my first thought of you know survival mode is i'm not going to do this by myself i'm we're gonna i'm gonna need people you know just as strong as me to make this happen and i kind of just do things off of blind faith um and i you know just we we vibed i was like well if this is going to be anything like let's make it happen you know it, it could fail but well, fuck it let's just do it yeah um and i shook his hand and you know we just said let's let's go ahead and let's do it mm-hmm. um yeah so that's kind of how we led to it um you know it's tough being uh in a partnership it's def- it was the first time i was in something like that so it's a learning process of mm-hmm. i mean as you probably know mm-hmm. of learning that other person's skill set um learning how to interact with each other mm-hmm teaches you a lot about yourself too um what you're good at what you're not good at um what you need to humble yourself about you know mm-hmm. um but all, all good uh, experiences making me probably a better person today yeah from, oh, from going down that road you know yeah yeah there's no question about that yeah it'll reveal you to yourself for sure i mean it's i guess you can sit in isolation and try to get things done that way but you're never going to scale you never mm-hmm. get to anything of reasonable size or qual- quality yeah that's yeah. great and, and we 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 balance each other off really mm-hmm. well whereas you know um you know he's more of a you know least viable option just just go get it out because people need to see it i mean it doesn't matter how it looks you know yeah. just throw it out there because the eye you know the eyes are still going to see it so let them see it and let them digest that information where i'm like well i i need to critique every little little dot every little space between a word you yeah. know the font's got to add up right i mean that yeah. that's kind of how my eye goes and like everything the answer is truly probably somewhere in the middle right exactly yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> great what were those so you guys shook hands you said okay we're going to do this what was the next you know that was coming up on almost 2 years ago maybe just two over years yeah what were the next six months to 12 months look like and how did you structure things like did you need financing to start the business? Um, what were those? What was that right. first? You know, so, what were you focused on? Yeah. So we were we were lucky to be in a position where Andy had his business and he had an office. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially um, he, he had like three or four salespeople and he was like, all right, guys, like gigs up. And we kind of put the daily leaf in the sales room and that was like the war room. So we had an office that allowed us to have that, that front that we were a a formidable business. You know, no one knew that it was just (laughs) two people that just started. I mean, so long as you can have a a nice presence online, whereas Mm -hmm. you, you know, you make things look nice and present well, you have a good, you know, business idea behind it and you, you know, have different things to, you know, different marketing campaigns to work through, people will respect what you do and Mm -hmm. then you can build up from there. Um, so we were lucky enough to have that, that office there. So that was okay. Um, you know, so we didn't need financing for any of that. Okay. And when it comes to, um, you know, building out a, a website and, you know, it was very little startup. So we were able to, to get through that, um, you know, with, with Andy having his position where he was, you know, we were able to work through that. And, and a lot of the work was just us working and us doing the work. So we yeah. didn't have to pay anyone to do the work because we were just doing the work ourselves. Yeah. Um, so six months, I mean, we really um, just just worked on the concept of what we wanted to do. Um, and then from there, um, we knew we needed to build eyes before we launched. Because if you mm-hmm. launch, 
then how do you how do people see you you know day one right. zero people looking at it so build that anticipation build the anticipation yeah. so we had the summer lead up and we pretty much just hit um all the different festivals going on on the waterfront downtown in portland um collecting email addresses mm. and saying hey you like weed you like deals we're launching daily if give us your email address we'll hit you you know mm. um when we had like a thousand email addresses by the time we launched um, so we, we, we hit those guys and hey, you know, check us out. And, um, we kind of put together, we launched on Black Friday, which, um, was dubbed Green Friday, um, which we teamed up with some companies and, and did some nice, um, very big deals for people. And we teamed up with like, uh, Select Strains, Lunchbox Alchemy, uh, Truly Pure and a couple other, um, at the, you know, names that people know and recognize, and we connected them with specific dispensaries and specific deals. Okay. Um, so we launched with like a little bit of buzz. We got, you know, brands behind us. We got dispensaries behind us. Um, and we, at the point when we launched, we had thrown a party already. Um, so it was, we, we were building a buzz around town that we were yeah. just trying to like move and shake. Yeah, that's great. I'm fascinated by, I mean, most of my time now with edible business is marketing, you know, yeah. this, the podcast is business development. And there's so many ways you can go about marketing and then there's the sales process and those mm -hmm. two go hand in hand. When you guys were starting, what were some of the more most effective marketing strategies do you think that you guys used in the beginning phases? Um, giveaways. Giveaways. Okay. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we were, we were getting email addresses and we knew that email addresses were a little bit of our, you know, what we, we could base something off of because the more email address we had, the more people we thought would come to our website. Mm -hmm. So more times we can, you know, email someone then they might click on a link. Um, so in order to get more email addresses and more people to, to want to drive their traffic online to visit what we had, um, you know, we figured, well, why don't we give away a bong? Why don't we give away, uh, you know, this, this, the, and we started reaching out to all these different companies and we started putting these packages together. And, um, so we started really building a buzz that way. Um, that helped. And then just knowing our way around the internet, um, that's like, you know, a little bit of the secret sauce is just knowing how to attract eyes when they're looking for things right. um, and how to drive them to you instead of somebody else. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say those two things are definitely two of the biggest things that helped us. Yeah. And so and then also at the beginning, it was a lot of those accumulating those email addresses, which were exposed trade shows, going to those events. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm fascinated with, I think building a strong email list is hugely val valuable asset for mm -hmm. any company because now you have, I mean, I think you told me you guys are 10,000 plus emails. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's huge, right? That is a lot of potential. How do you guys go about determining? So I'm starting to try to do the same thing with the podcast. Right. And I'm interested in, you know, you can blast that whole list, right? You could sell them whatever you want to try to sell them. You right. could, you know, every 10, it, you got to be careful, right? Because you, you have people unsubscribe. Yeah. How do you guys go about determining what campaigns, what strategies to use that email list for? And how do you balance like not being too like aggressive mm -hmm. while not being too soft and not, you know, pushing the message enough? Right. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's a lot of it is digging deep and like segmenting lists. Mm. Um, and you know, having a group here that you know are your like diehards and that really care about what you got going on and like always going to like want to click on things right. versus maybe a few that like maybe once a month they'll click on, you know, the one out of, cause we send out an email once a, once a month, uh, once a week. Okay. Uh, so, you know, maybe once a month they'll, they'll click through and like they're over here. Mm -hmm. Um, so if we have something like on a, on a Tuesday, that's like, you know, not a huge day, you know, we'll send it to our diehards because they care about it. Whereas we know this dude who like only opens one or two, like, all right, we'll spare your inbox because like you probably won't open it anyway. So like, let's not, let's not worry about you, but these guys really care about it. So it's a lot of like analyzing data yeah. um, and seeing, seeing where the trend is and what people are gravitating to. Okay. Um, and then also looking through since we do so many different products, I mean, in one email, you might have 30 different products, right. um, which deals, which products get the most click-throughs mm. um you'll have some products that get a hundred people like going and checking out or you might have some that have like one or two you know it, it's interesting to see where the spikes are um to see what people are attracted to and mm. then be able to uh drive traffic there um but i mean email marketing is crazy yeah um there are services out there that charge i mean uh like like twelve thousand dollars a month 
to 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 really learn i mean that's like a brain intelligence um like platform that like really like dives into your customer and each email address and their trends and it it, it can get crazy yeah and i guess a lot of that information is there like looking at who's the most engaged with your guys's emails and not like you have open percentages Uh click through so you guys are using that data Mm -hmm. to kind of segment that group and Mm -hmm. know who you can maybe contact a little more who you kind of lay off of maybe when you got the real deal. Yep. Yep. And also, you know, what times of the week people Uh, will open emails as well and and things like that. Um, and also when people are dry, you know, when people are coming to the daily first, you know, when are our high times versus our low times and just, just seeing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of analytics because it's all right there in front of you. Um, you just have to be able to know how to decipher your way through it. Yeah. With the email campaigning, do you guys like curate specific content? Do you ever do like a special promo that only goes out to the email list? Do you try to get people like, is there any kind of like tricks you've got for, really getting people to be looking for that email and engaging with it? Or is it more um, just kind of getting the, you know, weekly message out of what leading them to the website? You know, it's, it's a constant. You're, you're always learning, you know, (laughs) I mean, you, I'm always experimenting with what, what works and what doesn't work. And, um, subject lines, I mean, is huge. I mean, even, even in like newspapers, there's the the copyright the person who writes the the tagline because you want to draw someone in mm. and that's a skill set in itself that can you can spend hours of digesting and trying to figure out what's the best lead in for yeah for the deal or for for whatever um so you know just experimenting with what people will care about um showcasing you know the best deals or the the newest items product launches people always like mm. they always people seem to always like flower they always like to learn about growing they want to know about what's going on um, law, law, you know, regulations and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's cool to analyze. I mean, then that's kind of why, you know, so on on that end, you know, and then Andy as well on his end, you know, with, with SEO and with, you know, website, you know, clicks and everything like that, he's constantly analyzing the website every single day to see how people are interacting, um, and how we can make ourselves better. Yeah. And I guess from the basis of it, it's almost like you, I mean, start with real value or real product content and you know something that's actually new and not something you're just sending somebody because if they click that link and buy you get a 20 percent you know affiliate bonus or something right right i feel like with some email lists you know i've signed up for different ones and now i'm kind of testing out to see what they do and what they don't do and the ones i i definitely unsubscribe from it seems like they're i don't know what the deal is but they're just pushing stuff at me and i'm like this is no real value it's like repeated information and content like and there are a few out there that provide you know real good value but they hit you up maybe once a week every other week um so it's really interesting yeah and with us you know people know that they're getting involved for a weekly email with all like the deals and information you know you know like that's the core purpose is to have that ultimate guide in your in your email for for the weekend for whatever you want to purchase yeah so it's almost a communication up front and probably a tip is yeah communicate what exactly it is they're signing up for Mm -hmm. so it's what they expect it when it comes and it's not like well i didn't sign up for this and you know right hmm yeah Walk me through uh, a consumer, so a customer's experience, someone that would go to the dispensary or retailer to purchase. Um, do they find you mostly like, you know, Google searching? So you guys have organic searches that mm-hmm. show up. I know you run, you know, a lot of deals on different products. Mm-hmm. What is the consumer's experience um, coming to you and then going to the retail store? Sure. So, uh, you know, we get people coming to the daily from all different places, um, you know, whether it be Google searches or from social media or just, you know, directly, you know, wanting to just be in daily or from our newsletter. Um, there's a couple of few points that are like our, our strongest, obviously. Okay. Um, and, you know, right now, the only thing that we're really um, quantifying for dispensaries, how many views a product gets on our web platform. Okay. So we're not actually walking the customer into the shop um, with a specific product. We'd love to be able to do that, but the laws aren't necessarily there to allow us to capture that customer mm. on the website. So ideally be able to capture a sale. So if I'm uh, on the daily leaf and I'm, I see a $20 eighth, you know, capturing a portion of that and saying, all right, pay $5 now and go into the dispensary and pay 15. Right. Um, we're not able to do that because you can't take online payments for marijuana. Um, so we're not able to actually bring, bring that, those analytics to the dispensary. Um, but we are able to show that people are coming through. 
um, you know, you're seeing people come through as a dispensary. Uh, you know, if you're if you're tracking it, you're seeing. I mean, it's very hard to track it as a dispensary because you have bud ten multiple bud tenders, and are you asking every single person who walks through the door how they're coming to you? And even if someone is coming to you from the day leaf, they might have seen a billboard. They might have their friend might have mentioned your name once. And you're just getting out there, or right. you know, you might have had two or three points of contact before um, you came in. But we are working version two, more analytics, uh, more ability for the dispensary owner and the person managing the back end for the dispensary or the brand, the ability to see how people are interacting with them and then even um, people coming into their store and things like that. So we're, we're working out new algorithms to be able to um, give much more metrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like that'd be a tough, like a sticking point in the sales process. If you got a retailer that's kind of on the edge, you know, they're yeah. thinking yes, they're thinking no. I know a lot of them always start with, you know, the sales process, ROI, right? Everybody says, what's the ROI? Mm-hmm. And for you guys, if you can directly track that, show that, you know, we're bringing this much business to you, it's a huge advantage for you. Mm-hmm. But figuring out how to do that is difficult. Have you guys, is it? Is there any restrictions on limitations of like a specific promo code or a coupon they got to take in that's directly from the Daily Leaf potentially? No, but or is it, I mean, we... Then you got to balance that with the retailers and then their yeah, bartenders have to be trained. And it's, it, it ends up being a big log jam of a of a thing to try and actually like have a daily leaf deal yeah. you know what i mean like to have like right. a spe- just because to bring a coupon in it's so many steps having all your bud tenders on online with it when we first launched the daily leaf um we specifically had only coupons and all the bud tenders weren't trained up and mm. people would come in it would be confusing um so we figured let's simplify the system post anything you want i mean it doesn't have to be specific to the daily leaf if you have deals going on it gives you at the very least you know even if you're not tracking people walking through your door it's a digital billboard for your dispensary for your brand you're getting eyes to see things that have your name on it and you're able to continuously update that um so there's value there for the people that understand that value and you know part of what we do is teach a lot of people about internet marketing and teach them the value of being online and the value of having yourself be searchable yeah. um, and things like that. Interesting. How many uh, retailers are you guys uh, working with in Oregon? You know, we're like close to like 50. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. We're with about like 50. We work with about maybe like 20 or so brands. Yeah. Um, and we are, you know, we're, we're just at that critical phase right now where we're, we're going to be building larger. Um, you know, we, our staff up until, you know, you know, we have a couple of content writers, um, but it's really my partner and I, um, we had, you know, we've been experimenting with a sales team uh, this year for the first time. You know, the first year we were really just beta testing, making sure that the few shops that we were working with, it was a really, really worked for them. Mm. And, you know, working back and forth to make sure that we were doing something that was actually formidable. Yeah. Um, and then from there, um bringing on a sales team and getting getting accounts closed and you know getting dispensaries on board and getting more people signed up yeah um, but yeah we're 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 like right at that critical point right now yeah the tipping point <laughs> i'll have to uh can i interviewed uh stemless the founder of stemless oh, uh, yeah. a couple of days ago i don't know if you're familiar with them yeah i heard of them but one of their bigger selling points is they did set up a merchant account and mm. so i'm not exactly sure how it's all structured but i do know that they partner with retailers and mm-hmm. somebody can pay them with a credit card online and go pick it up in store or either have right. it delivered but it might be interesting interesting and i don't know if yeah. you guys are direct competitors or if what you do actually could you know collaborate with them and promote yeah. both you guys or I don't yeah sure. our, our big problem with um merchant services online right now is that they're all like kind of like closed loop systems mm. Where they're not fully dis, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I mean, there's some banking situation there that is not 100% solid. Yeah. Um, whereas, so we're like, well, let's just wait till it is solid before we go. Cause we're, yeah, we're dealing on like a, a large scale. Right. Um, and you know, it could lead to a lot of, as soon as you guys start touching the money. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. So. We, yeah, exactly. We want to just hold off and, and we, we have a model right now that works with the, it's a subscription based model. Yeah. Um, that, it, that, that works for everyone involved. Um, so we're just going to continue down that path and we can see, you know, incremental growth from there. Yeah. Have you guys ever looked at or considered Bitcoin? 
as an option, maybe down the road. That's yeah. still a little ways off. I know some retailer, um, not retailers, I but uh, I think it might be if you're a retailer, but a grower that I work with will accept uh-huh. Bitcoin as a payment. <laughs> There's a delivery service that will accept Bitcoin. I've got yeah. a little bit of it built up, you know, I've, not too much, but just set up the wallet, got some money in there, yeah. or Bitcoins in there, because I, like, I want to have, so just start to use it, you know. My buddy it's was telling me all of it's funny. I have one buddy back home who is super into Bitcoin and oh, yeah. mining and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me about it. So like I set up a bank also, but I don't know the first thing about it. It's yeah. so confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know, I know there's a couple businesses that use Bitcoin, but I don't understand how you could necessarily, how do you show that profit and how does that work? So it's a good question. Maybe I shouldn't state this on the air, but how, how we're doing it, um, I haven't accepted or paid anything with Bitcoin. So I'll right. just say that, but my understanding or how I go about it is, you know, you accept, say, um, I buy a thousand dollars worth of flour from a grower to use in our edibles. Uh-huh. So I would give him whatever that Bitcoin value is of a thousand dollars at that time. And then in my banking accounting, I would just log a thousand dollar expense that went out and I gave him 0.01, whatever the Bitcoin is that would right. associate with a thousand. Now, a month later, if that Bitcoin doubles, you know, or cuts in half, I just stuck with the dollar value of when I did the transaction. But I think it's kind of gray with the IRS and. Yeah. Cause so say I, I make a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin in one month. Right. How do I then take that hundred thousand dollars and deposit into my bank account? Yeah, you'd have to use an exchange or transfer it out. And then and, and, then, and, then, you, that and then you have to you have to log that value. Yeah. And then do you have to log where that money came from? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Seems good. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. Interesting to see if I know there's some Bitcoin services that are kind of trying to do the whole like, you know, handle that for people. Right. I wonder if there's anyone that's gonna look at the cannabis industry and if they act quickly, it might be a valuable service yeah. um, before banks catch up and actually start working with us, you know. Right. Yeah, it's 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 all so early, isn't it? I mean, we're we're still at the very beginning of all this in marijuana and and all these new technologies also. Yeah. Um, but it all stems from us not being able to correctly bank. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the big issue. And, you know, that's that's the underlying scary point of using all these systems. It's like, all right, it's a loophole. Mm. But do I want to take that loophole in my business and forego the possibility that I could be red flagged and right. have a whole bunch of problems when if I just played it safe, yeah. I wouldn't have any of them. Yeah. And especially when you got the business model that's working for you right now, you're not trying to find a niche or something new right, right. to get your foot in the door. Yeah. You've got it figured out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one place where partnerships play a good role because we, I mean, this conversation has happened of like, well, we got to push like me. I'm like, yep. we got to take credit card payments. We got, we're, we're behind, you know, we're like, no, 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 let's, let's yeah. Let's wait, you know, Certainly. and it, it makes sense. Just wait and and play it out, and you know, figure out ways to make money, you know, and then and then be able to push into that market. Yeah. So tell me more about um, right when we started. You said you're building an app that's yeah. coming out soon. What was the decision making process to to get an app made, and um, what what's the goal with that? So when we first launched two years ago um, on any app store, you couldn't list any price. So mm-hmm. it was, it was without, uh, we, we didn't build into it at first because our business wouldn't be able to live. It would have got denied off of the I, I apps, the app store or whatever. Um, so now they're allowing prices so we can actually build into it. And, you know, we've uh, kind of outgrew the website that we have right now. Um, it was really built out, uh, to proof and, you know, for like a con, like proof of concept, you know, and, uh, it's great for Oregon. We can't really expand outside of Oregon with the current setup. Okay. It just becomes too cumbersome. There's too much information crunched into one place. Right. Um, we needed to build something that was bigger, that was able to facilitate more people being on the platform and also allowing for different states to tag in or, you know, so geo-targeted information and mm-hmm. things like that. So that if you're up in Seattle, you can use the Daily Leaf. If you're, you know, in Vancouver, you can use Daily, you know, in, in Vegas and things right. like that. Um, so we, we knew we needed to build something bigger. And then we also, you know, it was just kind of like the evolution um, there was a couple of ideas that we wanted to build into it that, you know, we're like, oh, well, it'd be really cool if the Daily Leaf could do this. It'd be really cool if the Daily Leaf could do that. So a couple of things that we've, you know, worked out and wanted to build a larger presence for. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, like if I'm here in Oregon and I'm just hanging out downtown with a friend and if I got an app I can pull up with geo location and it's like deal three deals around me or I'm planning to travel to Seattle, I'm out at a show, mm-hmm. I can pull up the deals. So that's probably a big feature on the app then that... Yeah, it just allow just allow us to get outside to different areas because you know our you know when you log on to the Daily Leaf the 
the bulk of the deals are going to be from Portland. Right. Um, you know, we work with a lot of shops down in Salem and in Bend and, but you know, still the bulk of it's going to be in Portland. So if you live down, even if you live down in, you know, down in Medford right now, like I don't necessarily want to see deals that are going on in Portland. I only want to see what's going on in Medford. Right. So it, it kind of allows us to, to better serve the consumer that's going to our platform and allow for people to better understand exactly how to utilize the daily leaf. Right. Interesting. You guys have um, like your target market and who your main group of customers are. Do you guys know that information? Is it, you yeah. know, we talked about cost savings earlier or just someone that just wants top shelf no matter what. I mean, primarily, you know, 21 to 35 mm-hmm. male, um, you know, about 75% of our traffic is male. Um, people that are, you know, medium income, you know, they're not making tons of money. Um, you know, they're, they're living in, they're, you know, they're, they're living, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're middle income, you know, they're looking to save some dollars and, you know, people like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the bulk of our, our people. And then we also have a lot of, um, people that are super into marijuana, marijuana, like super like heady, you know, they, they love, love their weed. They love seeing deals and things like that. love seeing products. Um, and then you also have a lot of people that are first timers looking for information, um, because they're, they're brought into our site looking for, um, different, you know, just different articles and different things that are going to help them better understand how to navigate the cannabis industry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of, you know, definitely the first and forefront, the, the males that are like looking for deals, like our age ish, you know, um, onto, you know, the, the person who's just tried it for the first time. How do you guys go about setting up specific deals with retailers? Is it most retailers just reach out to you and it's like, hey, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we run these deals. I would like to have them on the website. Or are you guys doing exclusive type things or new promo and ideas for retailers and helping them out on that? Or how do you go? So every that? retailer that we work with has their own login and they push okay. their own information out. Okay. So it's whatever they want to advertise to consumers. Um, however, they want to push their message across. We allow them to do it. Um, we don't necessarily want to take information and push it for you. We'd rather, you know, like we want it to come from you. Um, and then, you know, they come on and they're able to push it. We do work out specific different deals and different um, specials, um, which is unique to us because we have those relationships with the dispensary and the producer processor. Mm. So if a processor comes to us and they say, well, hey, I got all this product that I want to move, we can figure out a unique proposition to the dispensary to allow them to buy that product, advertise it on the daily leaf, and draw consumers to that product. Interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 both. It's uh, for the more so it's them putting the products on there, but every now and then we'll have different products that we're working with that are looking to do different deals. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think of that kind of angle as a processor. I, I just picture retailers wanting to run promotions on stuff. But as a processor, if I have a large bulk of product, I want you know. Right now, there's a couple companies with um, perishable food items. Right, mm-hmm. those have expiration dates on them. So if right. you want a large move a large amount. Get it all to one retailer, fifty percent off, and run it through you guys. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, and that's it's a great way to put the marketing in the producer processor's hand, mm. as opposed to leaving it up to the bud tender mm. to push your product for you. You know, if you're able to educate that consumer before they walk in the door, then they're gonna go and look for your product over another. Right. Um, you know, at, at least you know you'd hope that they would. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're giving. We're giving the brand the ability to do that. You're able to tell your story to the consumer of all your different products. And it's great for product launches. Um, if you're coming out with something new and you want to build a buzz around that and draw them to two or three different dispensaries, you know, you, you start, you know, throwing some promo up on the newsletter, start, you know, direct, you know, you know, getting people in and saying, hey, you know, come in soon, new product, right. come try a new flavor, you know, and then people start to be receptive towards that. Yeah. Interesting. Do you guys have, do you guys have any direct? competitors maybe some indirect you know you have leafly and weed maps who are really big players right now right but anyone i mean you guys really focused on the daily deal right the daily we're focused strictly on product yeah you know and we want to i mean yeah it's deals but i mean we want to say it's about the products it's not about the i mean the deal definitely drives people in but we Mm. want it more so to be about the different products we want it to be the best place where you can find information about deals products and all that everything kind of grouped together um because exclusive products really do well as well Mm. um and it doesn't have to be a bottom dollar price but it could be like a new strain that's coming out that um a highly you know um sought after grower grew and they have you know they're dropping it in two dispensaries and people want to know about that right um but as far as competitors go not necessarily um 
there's a couple of websites that are, you know, kind of along the same model out in Colorado. Mm. Um, yeah, but they don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, the, 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 it doesn't seem like in Oregon we're having too much direct competition with the model that we were putting out. Um, I'm sure more will come. Um, but yeah, we, we want to kind of, we, we, we want to try and push past that. And that's why we're building a new version to mm-hmm. kind of build ourselves to be a little bit bigger. So, um, we get a name outside of Oregon as well. Yeah. Um, and start building more market share around the country. Definitely. What's, um, so timeline 50 retailers, you talked about moving outside of Oregon. What is that? I mean, what are your hopes and goals with that timeline? And what are some of the big restrictions or bottlenecks, limitations that you're hitting right now that you have to cross to to start that expansion? I, I think one of the biggest things is that we're self-funded okay. um, to this date. So, you know, everything that we make, you know, goes back in to build it out to be bigger. Um, you know, come towards the end of this year, early next year, um, we're going to go for our first round of funding oh. um, so that we can actually build it to be larger than what it is right now. We know some of the biggest hurdles are competing. You know, if, if we say that, you know, a Leafly Wii maps would be our biggest competition, even though we don't do the same thing, you know, they're, you know, they're $500 million. They make, you know, <laughs> Wii maps makes $500 million a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Leafly makes close to that. I mean, we don't make anything near that. So when it comes to marketing dollars, you need, you need some marketing dollars so that you have promo materials out there. You're running campaigns that are engaging and pushing people out. Um, you know, we're able to do so much with just my skill set and Andy's skill set of just grassroots marketing of just grinding it out, mm. um, to have an actual team to push these things and to have, um, more, more people in place and, you know, to build out our staff. I mean, th- that's the next big steps. So in order to make this thing to be, you know, as big as it could be, there needs a little. There needs to be a little infusion to to build that out to see that dream through. Certainly. After you guys set up an account, how much work is there to continually service that retailer, or do you guys have all the systems in place now that so a lot of the bulk of the work is just sales? They're set up. It sounds like they can log in, run their own information on the back end. Yeah. Are most customers after you've got them set up and running not uh, too much of a you know for you guys to keep putting in the man hours to support that? Yeah, I mean. Definitely, it's a very easy system to use. So once you log in, I mean, you get a little walkthrough and you're you're able to, to work through the site. Mm. We do like to show all of our shops love, though, and that's where those marketing dollars come in, where you have, you know, you can have materials out in all these shops at all times. You can have a body, you know, an actual person out there in all the different shops, you know, right. different times in a month. And, the, you know, showing the love back to, to the retailers you work with and the brands you work with. Um, so it doesn't really take any up t- up upkeep in terms of, technical work right. um but you still want to service those guys and show love and make them feel appreciated yeah that sounds like a very scalable system yeah the way yeah interesting yeah totally do you guys have any concerns with i'm thinking of like expansion plans and growing and you really start to gain some traction i think of you know stories like recently where you had um oh what was the app i don't know if it was when instagram introduced their stories uh-huh. as an option basically stole that i think from snapchat right do you guys have concerns that leafly or weed maps that has a lot of traction is gonna be like i see what the daily leaf's doing let's one off that and try to revert is there any kind of protections you guys have or things that you could build in not necessarily i mean they already are you know in a Mm. sense trying to build that out it's just that sometimes it could be a little too cumbersome for a consumer to walk into one platform and get everything they want out of it it's true. because it's just so much information. So, you know, when you walk into some place, you know what you're going to get from them. And with some of these guys, it's, you know, deals, uh, not deals. Sorry. It's like a menu or it's, um, you know, the strain information. You know, when, when I talk to my buddies back at home, and I, you know, ask them if I ask them about like Leaf, they're like, oh, is that the place where you get that strain information? They don't even know that there's the whole like sales side of it of right. getting information about, you know, what me- what menu items they have and things like that. Um, so, so yeah. Potentially, yeah, it's always a concern, but that makes sense. I think that's huge. And probably for listeners, if you're running a business or thinking about getting in the industry, what I've noticed is we're all full, also self-financed, don't have a lot of capital. Um to be very, for us, we only make one, you know, we make caramels, right? So we've been very focused and narrowed on what our offering is. And our right. goal is to be looked at 
as the car- cannabis caramel company, right? That's what right. we're known for. That's all we're ever going to make. We do that really damn well. We better because it's the only thing we offer. Right. And if you're smaller and you don't have a lot of money to go around, then you can distinguish yourself by being like, well, sure, maybe Leafly, maybe Weed Maps. They have these deal sites, but the Daily Leaf, that's, you know, they're very focused on that. They got the geo thing. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, you get known for, well, you want your deals, you go there. You want, mm-hmm. you want the information on the products, you go right there. Right. Um, and it's, it's clear. It's easy for people to understand. It's, it's one dimensional and, and that's our primary focus. So right. sure. I mean, anyone could come in, um, and try and do it. And, you know, sh- I mean, you almost welcome the competition, you know, because <laughs> I mean, why not? Because that's what it thrives off of. The yeah. reason why, why we're able to, you know, have small market shares because, it's such a you know such a big industry and there's not many players in it. Right. Um, so so yeah, I mean people will probably come along and try and do it. It's just you know how well do you do it? How how well of an idea do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your strategy? How are you going to push forward? Because there's more than enough room for everyone right. to be yeah. successful. Um, because you know I mean with dispensaries there's so many of them. You know mm-hmm. they people need to differentiate themselves from another person. Um, with anything, you need to be able to showcase what you have. Um, so if we're a viable option for that, um, and a Leafly or, and another person or whoever is a viable option, you want to spend your dollars accordingly so that you can use everybody and be able to, to, to push your idea. You know, you want to take radio ads out. You want to maybe have a billboard. Um, you want to take a print ad out. Um, and you know, you want to invest in digital and you know, you, you play your money around. Sure. Yeah. That's great, man. We'll wrap up right about there. We're pushing yeah. an hour. Um, I always like to end on one. Do you have any requests for the audience or anywhere you want to send them? And two, are you looking to hire? You need any outside help? You know, for any listeners? Yeah. Uh, so always, you can come over to dailyleafdeals.com. Um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, we got a cool deal going on right now. A little giveaway um, that we worked out with Green Buds, um, where we're giving away a Vapium vaporizer. And two, uh, Chill Bong, uh, Bong's Chill Gear is a company out of Vancouver. They make cool pieces. Um, so every, every month we run a different giveaway. So right now that's a giveaway. If you go to our site, you can sign up for that, which is kind of cool. Um, we are not necessarily hiring right now. Um, probably in about two or three months, um, we're going to be beefing up a little bit. And, uh, so definitely marketing, um, you know, graphic design, um, HR even, you know, like yeah. the, the bare necessities we're going to need to bring on. Um, so yeah, in the, in the, in the near future we will, but you know, look out for version two. Um, we're going to be having a launch party in oh. December, um, which will be really cool. Um, but yeah. And if you're listening and you're going to be out in Vegas, uh, for MJ BizCon, yeah. uh, hit us up cause love to meet and talk to people outside of Oregon. Um, in Oregon, we're always here. So if anyone wants to talk, but Outside of Oregon, it'd be a great place to meet up in Vegas. If anyone's going to be out there, definitely give us a shout on uh, Instagram or uh, you can even email us at hello at dailyleafdeals.com if you want to get in touch cool. for any reasons. Are you guys setting up a booth at the MJ BizCon? No, Vegas? we're just going to go out moving. and check it out, kind of move yeah. and shake, see who's around and uh, you know, see what kind of ideas are floating outside of Oregon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Awesome, man. Great. Well, thanks so much for doing the conversation. That yeah. was really great. If you guys are listening... Um, definitely follow them on the social media channels. It sounds like they've got a lot going on. You, you talked about the series of funding round. I'm, I'm assuming when that happens, you're going to be looking at other states, sales personnel, yeah, managers, more definitely. people. Yeah. Um, follow them on those channels. I'm sure they'll be posting all the updates there. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Thanks, man. It was yeah. great having you. All right. That was the episode with Stephen Gold from The Daily Leaf. If you have any uh, comments, questions, want to get some feedback sent to us, go to our website. We got a contact page there www.periodicaffects.com uh, sign up for the newsletter we'll send you the ebook that we just released and remember we upload new episodes every Monday night and we'll talk to you next week thank you <laughs>